0: Digital Marketing Radio, episode 205. How to use video to share your company's story. Digitalmarketingradio.com Broadcasting live on the Digital Marketing Radio Facebook page, this is the weekly show that prizes actionable advice from today's top digital marketers. Catch up with all the previous episodes at digitalmarketingradio.com. The Big Interview with David Bain Yes, I'm David Bain and today I'm joined by a man who just wasn't satisfied with the way that agencies and b2b brands were doing video so he founded his own company specializing in custom videos that help clients capture attention motivate action and drive more sales welcome to dmr eric hinson
1: hey thanks so much for having me david
0: hey thanks so much for coming on eric well you can find eric over explainify.com So um, Eric, should every company be using video?
1: Oh, absolutely. I think video is, you just see it everywhere, especially if you're looking into digital marketing at all, video comes up repeatedly. I mean, you scroll through your Facebook feed, whatever you're doing, it doesn't matter who you are, what kind of business you're in, video is all over your life and it's just going to get more and more consuming. Um, People are retargeting you with video now, it's not just, you know, video feeds, um, organic that kind of thing it's it's retargeting it's it 's just everywhere
0: okay, okay, well, so we're talking today about why a company should use video to tell its own story, so why do you think a company should do that
1: well it's really just hard to explain what you do and and why others should care it's you're often convoluting what you do with complexities and jargon and at explainify what we do is research a business and kind of try to capture the essence of what you do and explain it clearly using video and if you can if you can simplify the message if you can kind of take that outsider's perspective ask yourself some good questions and uh, and figure out what the core of what you do is you're going to get a better message out there so first off it's storytelling And then the medium that we do it in is through video. So I would recommend both getting clear on your story, that's very important, and then also to do it with video as a great medium.
0: So by story, do you mean that's something that a business should have in its About Us section on their website?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And so many people, especially on their about us page, m- clearly make it about them, which you think that would be true. But what you want to do is actually make it about your customer. Um, there's there's the age old hero's journey. Um, the you know basic character uh, has a problem, needs a guide, that kind of thing. It's in almost every movie or every TV show or whatever you watch, any book that you've read. There's a typical hero's journey, and we like to say that your customer is the hero rather than the company you are. So Explainify is not the hero necessarily. Our customers are the hero and we make them the hero. And all through our process, all through the experience that they have with us, they become the hero. And so the about page is actually about them rather than about us. And uh, I think that's the thing a lot of companies get wrong. They just seem to write about themselves. And honestly, nobody really cares about you.
0: Right. Okay. And of course, many companies have their about page as one of the most Uh, visited pages on their websites and they Mm -hmm. don't even realize how important it is.
1: Absolutely. And that could be the landing page people end up on. And if it's all about you, I mean, that's okay. People do care about you at a certain point, but at first they want to know what's in it for them. That's what they're screaming to know. What's in it for me? Why am I here? Why should I not bounce off your page?
0: Obviously in an about page, uh, I guess the visitor thinks that they're going to find out more about the company, the company background as well. So, I mean, how does a business actually turn that into talking about the customer when still trying to give them information about what the company does?
1: Yeah, so it's interesting. The brain burns calories, just like the body. There's there's complex facts and confusing ideas which shut down the brain. So there's jargon and there's all these things. You're thinking about yourself. You have this curse of knowledge, which Chip and Dan Heath talk about in their book, Made to Stick. The, the thing you need to ask is kind of, who are your customers? What do they ultimately want? Um, what are the struggles and the pain points that your target audience faces? What problem are you solving to help um, make their life better? And, and what are you offering in response to those problem, into the problems that they have? Um, you can also think of questions like, why are you better than your competitors? Um, and a lot of people get caught up in the features of their product, and that's, that's those are okay, but features aren't necessarily what people are looking for. That's not what they sell. Um, they need to be empathetic. They need to um, understand there's an emotional transaction happening whether you want it to be a transaction or not sale is a transaction you're either convincing someone to buy something or convincing them to like you if that's a transaction um, and there's an emotional component to that people buy with emotion and so um, you know you need to you need to play off that you need to understand those things and uh, talk about the benefits that you're going to provide rather than the features that your your you know, software or online course or whatever it be um, actually does.
0: And what about the production of the video itself? Is it, it enough for a business just to actually speak directly to the camera and just have that, um, that trust, I guess, coming from that, um, that showing of the, the personality of perhaps the owner of the business? Or does a video production have to be better than that nowadays?
1: It depends on the company, it depends on the culture, it depends on kind of your your positioning in the market um, and, and just your marketing overall. Um, I think it's okay, I think it's great. You look at a company like Wistia, they do uh, professional video hosting for businesses. And their CEO is on camera, just like this. Um, a little more high quality because it's a it's a you know in studio production. But there's there's life to it. They're showing culture. They're they're getting thing getting people excited. Um, Zendesk I think is a startup that does this as well. Um, trying to think of a few others. Bamboo HR is a great company as well. You look at any of these companies, and they have face to face videos. They also have animated videos, so that you can kind of. Um, you know, show demos of your software, or um, you can just kind of bring things to life through animation a little better, and that's sort of our our favorite medium. Um, but live action video, just like this, is is very important. Um, there's an authenticity here. It's mm. just like sitting in a coffee shop and talking to a friend. You know, I'm looking at you. Um, I can see your green shirt. I can, you know, hear your voice and kind of see the reaction and those things. I know you're Scottish. You know, all these things kind of come into play um, when it's face to face, and so. There's there is an authentic level and authenticity that needs to be created through that interaction. But um, yeah, I think I think you can do that. I think in, in business, especially now, as video kind of becomes more and more commoditized, um, and easier to access as soon as we got iPhones and all that cameras have been um, higher and higher quality. And so if you if you can produce a good quality video, you can do it that way.
0: So if a business does actually decide to produce a video and include that in their about page is there any way that they can actually measure the success the, the value of doing that
1: yeah absolutely um, you need to think about kind of the user journey on the site so you want to track and uh, implement you can do that with google events it gets a little more complicated than i would probably go into on this call but um uh, basically google events or you can use um like Wistia, for example, again, I love those guys. They have a great platform that allows you to track um, with heat maps and different things. You can see, here's the amount people watch through my video. Here's where they rewatch. Here's where they, um, you know, fast forwarded. Here's what they skipped. And that can inform you to, to improve your, your video. Um, and you can also, it plugs into, you know, things like HubSpot and Infusionsoft and all that stuff's kind of getting connected. I think even lead pages and Drip and all these things are starting to get really interconnected. And so there's a lot of data um, coming out through video. For a while there, video was kind of a lone ranger. People, do, I think people still don't really know quite how to get the most out of video, um, but but they're getting there. Analytics are getting better. People are building softwares to connect these different platforms together. And people um, people want to
0: see ROI. Absolutely, yes wistia is certainly a platform that's been around for quite a while now and i remember i haven't used it for a while but i remember they were offering a package where you could get just a couple of videos i think free of charge are, are they still doing that
1: i think so i haven't looked at their pricing page because we've been a member for four or five years now but i i would almost assume i would go to a go to a big assumption to say that they, they probably do uh, offer two or three videos for free.
0: Do you think there's a big advantage in someone using Wistia instead of just embedding a YouTube video on their website?
1: I think absolutely. I mean, YouTube is a great platform. It's the world's best search engine, right? But you're going there for a certain kind of video. You're going there for education, a how-to, um, entertainment, and cats, of course. Um, you can't forget the cats (laughs) and, (laughs) but, but businesses, I don't think necessarily should be embedding YouTube videos unless they're selling to a consumer and, and, you know, their audience is there and it just makes sense. Like dollar shave club. I think that makes sense. It's, it's a viral type video. It's going to be spread. But most of the time, businesses aren't creating viral videos. And I think businesses need to realize this is you're not really creating a viral video. You're creating a video that's supposed to drive leads to your business. And the best way to do that is to use a beautiful player that you have control over, that you have analytics over um and and that you don't have you know ads or or um you know video recommendations come up at the end i've i often watch a youtube video on a business site and then all of a sudden there's like a video of you know watch this pimple get popped and you know it's like that doesn't really work for for especially for b2b and you know i don't think it's super great for for a lot of b2c products either
0: and it's not necessary for youtube either there are are options available if you embed a video not to have related videos at the end of the video. So if you see that on a business site, then it's just um, a, a bad implementation of the embedding of a YouTube video, I guess.
1: Yes, and there's there's Vimeo, there's Vidyard, there's lots of other professional hosting. It's not just Wistia out there, but they happen to be my favorite.
0: Great, okay. And you mentioned leads there as well. Is there a different strategy in terms of the production of the video or anything else that goes around it uh, with regards to those types of videos that you use more, I guess, to tell people about your products and services rather than the the story type video that you'd use for the About page?
1: Yeah, I think there's there's it's kind of a mixed bag, and it's hard to quite answer that perfectly. There's just so many different scenarios, like anything in marketing, and, and the message that comes across, and if it's live or if it's animation. So it's going to be a little hard for me to answer this, point on, but we'll we'll give it a shot. Um, so the, the big thing is to follow kind of a good story arc again, going back to the, you know, there's a, there's a character, um, and to follow the hero's journey again, there's a character, which is the customer, um, the customer's customer technically. Um, so your customer, the, the company you're selling to the person you're selling to, Um, they have a problem in their life that needs to be solved. And you have have something that they need, but you need to be the guide to show them the way. You need to show them the path. Um, And And if they take that action, if they if they move down your path and they take the way, then then their life is going to be better. And so that's a pretty typical story arc that you see in a lot of business video. Um, I was looking on Facebook the other day, and Clipfolio keeps coming up. I'm not sure if you've heard of those. They're a BI company. I don't believe that. Uh, business intelligence, um, yes. so <laughs> they'll get you with retargeting. Go look them up, and then you'll see them for the next like year. So they use animated video, and um, depending on on how many videos you've seen, they change the video content a little bit. But basically, you want to identify the problem that your customer has, and you can do that with you know if you know. Um, exactly you know who you're targeting let's say on Facebook you're targeting a very specific audience Um, you can you can tailor that message to them to talk about the pain points that they're facing right then and there Um, and then obviously you're going to convert more and uh, I would highly recommend you kind of follow that story arc and then at the end you sort of have a call to action. It's it's great to send them somewhere. Um, I would I recommend probably a landing page, depending on your campaign and what you're trying to get across. But a landing page so that you can track and see, you know, the conversion rate. And uh, and on a landing page, you can focus again one message. So you have one message on your ad, and you have one message on the landing page. You're going to be more effective to convert them.
0: So. When you're talking about Facebook, are you talking about people consuming video on the Facebook platform? Or are you talking about trying to drive people from Facebook to a landing page?
1: That's an important question. I'm talking about um, like running ads on Facebook and driving them to a landing page specifically.
0: Right. And the production of the video uh, is probably you know very important, especially when it comes to when you're spending mm-hmm. money on advertising. Is there a time where businesses could reasonably expect to actually do that themselves in-house? Or would you always advise actually outsourcing using a specialist agency to actually produce the videos?
1: Yeah, I like to say you can't read the label from inside the bottle. Basically, you know too much. You have the curse of knowledge we talked about. Um, You you need some help kind of simplifying that message. And it may not be a professional company like ours. It may be going to just an outsider, you know, just a a mentor or something to kind of say, I don't know a ton about your business, and so I'm going to try to simplify that message. Um, You can certainly do it in-house, but it could end up costing you a ton of money. It could end up being a clunky video that looks bad, and it could damage your brand. We see this a lot. Um, Actually, our customers, some of them, come to us having, you know, vetted some companies, chose the cheap route, and unfortunately, now sort of have to pay a premium to fix that. So they had to pay the original, and now they have to pay more to get it fixed. And so it ends up taking longer. Now, that said... I'm not against doing it on your own. You can do it on your own. There are services like Videobrewery.com is a great marketplace to get it done by freelancers rather than going to kind of an agency style like ourselves or one of these other companies. But I I do have to heed people. I have to warn people, you know, you kind of get what you pay for and you're paying for years of an expert's training. You're paying for someone that does this every single day. And honestly, CEO's time is very precious. I see a lot of CEOs trying to skip this and do it themselves. And man, honestly, you just shouldn't be spending your time hurting cats uh, (laughs) on a video production.
0: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I mean, a lot of um, business directors try and do things like build their own website. And they they have to figure out the value of their time per hour Mm -hmm. and how much they're spending on it and how much they could get the website for done a lot better if they just uh, manage themselves more effectively, I guess.
1: I get it. I mean, I've been in a bootstrap position and sort of still am. So I I totally get it. It makes sense. But, you know, with marketing, with SEO, with these things that are very, very important to to drive more for your business, I I think it's very important to do it right.
0: In a moment, we're going to be moving on to the second part of our conversation. So that's um, where I'm going to be asking Eric about the software that he couldn't live without. But first of all, Dear listener and viewer, have you purchased a copy of my Digital Marketing in 2017 book? That's 107 digital marketers and um, all in one book sharing their number one actionable tip for 2017 and written by me. So check out the reviews and grab your copy over at digitalmarketingin2017.com And while I'm talking about books, Eric, you've got your own book coming out as well, haven't you? So why don't you tell the listener about that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So it's called Diamond in a Haystack. And uh, we're actually going to give away two, two free chapters to your audience if they're interested. So they can go to explainify.com slash DMR, put their email address in and we'll send you that. We'll also send you a discount when it goes live in May on Amazon. But it's basically a collection of tips and tricks that I've learned over a decade. Um, we provide a framework to kind of help the reader uncover their own simple story. So some of the questions I asked um, earlier in this interview um, provide those for you along with many others and also show you examples from other companies just kind of how they've been using storytelling, how they've simplified their story and their message so that they could grow their business and increase conversion rates. So I'm, I'm really hoping it, it provides the practical tips that people need to start telling their story um, better right away.
0: Superb and a nice easy URL to remember there splinify.com slash dmr and I'll include that link of course in the show notes at digitalmarketingradio.com but like seg- segue into the second part of our discussions so that focuses on Eric's thoughts on where digital marketing has been and where it's heading so starting off with
1: software I couldn't live without
0: so Eric what software do you currently use in your business that if someone took away from you it would significantly impact your marketing success
1: it would have to be Adobe Suite. I mean, we make animated videos, so if we don't have After Effects, Premiere, um, any of those, Photoshop, Illustrator, if we don't have those, there's there's no real no end product that we we have to to give to anybody.
0: Adobe Creative Suite. I've heard that a few times from the creatives, and um, that's obviously emphasizing that it's an important platform to use. So um, I'll include a. Note to that in the show notes as well, but maybe a slightly more challenging question, and that is what piece of software don't you use, but you've heard good things about and you intend to try at some point in the near future?
1: It's a good question. I've heard a lot about Drip lately. I've been following Rob Walling for a while. Um, I saw that come out, saw his MVP, and I was interested. Um, I've also been interested in you know HubSpot and InfusionSoft and these different tools. But Drip really just has... Uh, a really good face on it. Their positioning is solid. Their branding is amazing. Their website is gorgeous. Their videos are excellent. they're really doing a good job. And and a lot of people are using it in some pretty advanced ways, like um, segmentation on websites and kind of pulling people down different paths. And I think that's really interesting. I haven't done much with it, but I'm I'm planning on looking into it pretty soon.
0: So are you saying that because you already use Leadpages and it's obviously owned by the same company or just because it's a great standalone platform?
1: Um, No, we actually use HubSpot for automation, but um, it just looks like a really great um, platform.
0: Great. Okay. Well, let's move on to...
1: I wish I would have.
0: So I'd like you to look back on the very first day that you're involved in trying to market a business online. What didn't you do so well? What do you wish that you would have done differently?
1: I think just kind of honing in on the message. Um, I think it's important to to niche in. And I think what we probably should have done is not go with you know 10,000 different verticals and just try every single business that we could work with. I think earlier on, we should have found a way to narrow down to five, maybe 10 verticals that we're really good at. Because what happens is we have to learn every single business. And it's great because we are an outsider and we can bring in um, a really objective position coming into these companies, like wastewater management or something, for example. Like, I don't know a thing about that, but I'll learn about it and our team will learn about it. And because we're an outsider and we don't know much about it, we we can speak to it in a simple way without all the jargon. Um, so it just gets harder and harder as we have probably 100, 200 you know, different verticals we've worked with. It's just harder and harder to be a specialist, and uh, I'd like to have been a specialist a little earlier on.
0: So what markets are you finding most receptive to using video in the marketing at the moment?
1: Anything technology. I mean, you know, cloud computing, SaaS, anything, uh, tech products, a new technology. Um, mobile apps that kind of thing those are probably the best just because they're they're complex that's the whole point of this is they're complex and they need to be explained people need to understand what it is it's a very intangible thing when i say cloud computing like i think especially older people they have they look up into the sky and they're like i have no idea what you're talking about like they might literally think it's up in the clouds with the rain and i don't i don't know what i don't know
0: <laughs> where, where do you think where do you think the cutoff is between older people that don't understand that? <laughs> I don't
1: know if I should say. <laughs> uh, d- no, I'm good. Just older
0: people. <laughs> Let's just move on. Yes. <laughs>
1: yeah. The this or that round.
0: So this is the quick response round. Ten quick questions. Okay. Just two rows here. Try not to think about the answer too much. And you're only allowed to say the word both on one occasion. So use it wisely. You ready to go?
1: Okay. I'm ready. <whistles> Try.
0: Twitter or Facebook. Twitter. Facebook or LinkedIn? LinkedIn. Mobile or desktop? Desktop. Email marketing or web retargeting? Retargeting. Website or app? Website. Paid search or SEO? SEO. Quality or quantity? Quality. Email contact form or telephone number?
1: Contact form.
0: Social subscriber or email subscriber?
1: Email subscriber.
0: And local marketing or global marketing? Global marketing. Well, that wasn't too difficult at all there. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I I thought you might have chosen mobile, but you, you still think video is more effective on desktop, do you?
1: I was just going from personal preference. I love mobile, but there's something about that desktop experience for me. I just, I like to be on a bigger screen. That's just a personal preference. So video marketing wise, it depends on your your, your audience segment. Mine's B2B and a lot of those people don't spend a lot of time on mobile, on our side, at least. And so I would still go desktop.
0: Got you, got you. Um, I remember working for um, uh a marketing platform and they had 90 percent of their audience that were on desktop and that, that was just last year or so mm-hmm. so it's, it is incredible how the mobile desktop split varies massively by industry
1: oh absolutely if you're targeting millennials then i mean it's hands down mobile instagram uh snapchat those kinds of things the $10,000 question.
0: So if I was to give you $10,000 and you had to spend it over the next few days on a single thing to grow your business, what would you spend it on and how would you measure success?
1: So I'm tempted to just buy something like equipment or something like that. But I think honestly, I would try to invest it in my team. Uh, one of our core values is keep getting better. And I think that a happy and a growing um, company and a growing team, um, the more knowledge that they can acquire, produces more consistent, high-quality work. We're in it to build a long-term business. We're not looking to exit quickly. Um, And I think that would benefit the company kind of while providing them also some time away from the daily grind. And just, I I love to advance people. I want people to go to conferences or workshops and these things and, you know, just get better at what they do because then they add more value to the company. So I think that's what I do just off the top of my head.
0: And is it easy to measure the value of... Making that investment and training someone,
1: I think it's a little harder. It's not a hard metric that you can you can track like um, you know bounce rate and that kind of thing. Um, it's it, it's uh, I, I think you can see. I think you can see you know the the productivity in them. You can look at you know billable rate and that kind of stuff if you wanted to hours per project that kind of thing in a service business at least for us. Um, so I believe yes. Um, I believe I would ask some you know, questions and say, hey, what are the three things you took away from this event? Um, what are you going to implement today? Um, how, how am I going to track that over the next three months? Something like that to kind of you know, put them in their place. Um, and it's kind of a terrible term in America, but <laughs> like, you know, to, to kind of lay it out um, in a way that I can kind of track later on.
0: Sure. Yeah, and just following on from your initial response to that question, you said I'd be tempted to buy something. Are you talking about computer equipment to do do your job better? I guess.
1: Yeah, I think just computers or software. Or my mind goes to to like the newest video camera. You know those kinds of things.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, I've just invested in a brand new computer. Actually, I haven't got it. Um. Oh kind of organized yet but it's um it's a massive in terms of it's got like an eight gigabyte uh, video card it's got 64 gig of ram and um it's yeah it's i'm really looking forward to getting it <laughs> using it yeah, so. <laughs> well,
1: are you a gamer are you planning on doing some uh, i'm, I'm some just i'm just planning
0: on being able to do things like live stream 4k video and have three monitors oh, yeah. on at the same time i think okay, it's that's cool yeah it's it's, it's future proofing things to a certain extent yeah well um Reckon just t- takes us up to... My number one takeaway. So, Eric, you've offered a lot of great advice in our conversation, but what is the number one takeaway? What's the single most important step that our listener needs to take away and implement in their business?
1: I think a message I'm, I've been championing lately is is not even around video. It's It's about showing up for work executing every day and i think of work as kind of a, a game of inches not yards and i'm i'm just i'm pretty tired of these entrepreneurs you see them retargeting us all the time on facebook and it's just you know hustle 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 uh work hard you know chase this ego these kinds of things and that's just not what i'm about um, I don't want to listen to those guys. Um, I think if you execute every day, if you show up, remembering that work is uh, and entrepreneurship is a game of inches and not yards, you're you're um, you're setting your your mind up for um, uh, for a better a better shot. You know, I think if you if you don't do that, you start to get an ego. Um, I just honestly feel like it's. It's just unnecessary. I think um, the Basecamp guys say it really well, you know, whatever. Um, I can't quote them right now, but, you know, they're all about that same kind of uh, message as well.
0: Oh, you can't quote them, but I'll quote you. Entrepreneurship is a game of inches, not yards. That's a good tweet, dear listener. (laughs) There we go. Well, um, that takes us to the end of our discussion today. So thank you so much for your time and your advice. What's the, the best way for a listener to find out more about you and what you do, Eric?
1: Yeah, they can go to explainify.com and check us out. Um, we're on Twitter at explainify,
0: um, Facebook, all that stuff as well. Superb. So thanks to Eric and thank you to your listener too. If you have an opinion on what Eric shared today, tell us what you think. So the Facebook page is facebook facebook.com slash digital marketing radio. And you can tweet me at David Bain. Plus, remember to subscribe to the podcast if you're not already. So you can do that at digitalmarketingradio.com slash iTunes for iPhones or digitalmarketingradio.com slash Android for Android devices. But until we meet again, be fabulous and do one thing that scares you. Adios. Thanks again, Eric. Great episode.
1: Thank you.